We're workplace caregiver advocates, and we provide practical and inspirational training for working caregivers through the companies they work for. I'm Debbie Howard, and I'm a caregiver advocate, a market researcher, and a yoga enthusiast. I'm Jonathan Brody. I'm a gerontologist who has worked in global healthcare for over 20 years, launching both pharmaceuticals and devices for adults, as well as being a caregiver for my family as well. I'm Tanya Krim, market researcher, gerontologist, caregiver long distance because my parents are in London. I'm also a coffee and chocolate lover. Our mission at Caregiver Camps podcast is to expand the boundaries of thinking around where and how companies can support their caregiving employees. We hope you enjoy this episode today. Hi, I'm Debbie Howard, your host for this episode of Caregiver Camp podcast, and I'm here today with our guest, Venus Wong, a consultant and affiliated scholar at the Clinical Excellence Research Center, or CERC, of Stanford University. Welcome, Venus. Hello. It's great to have you here with us today. Just a little bit about Venus before we get started. Our guest today is originally from Hong Kong, and she's lived here in the U.S. for almost 10 years. Venus is a licensed psychologist with deep experience in developing human-centered tech-enabled care solutions, such as application and augmented reality. Her work is at the intersection of psychology, value-based care, and technology, and centers around one burning question. How can everyone access the care they need at an affordable cost? Venus has past experience at the Nationwide Children's Hospital in Ohio, the Mind Institute at the UC Davis Medical Center, and recently completed her healthcare design fellowship at CERC at Stanford. And of course, again, she is now a consultant and affiliated scholar at the same center. She's also a caregiver from afar for her grandmother, still in Hong Kong, supporting her mom with her role as a caregiver. Her experience with her own family is part of the driving force behind her work. So we're going to hear all about that today. Welcome, Venus. Thank you. So glad to be here. We just love your work through Project Formula at Stanford and the incubation initiative that you're working on. Can you tell us a little bit about the project and its three main goals? Yeah, definitely. Let me tell you the origin story, Debbie. Yes. So it all started when my colleague, Sarah Rosenbaum and I were fellows at Stanford. We were studying ways to support family caregivers, especially family caregiver support that can actually improve patient outcomes, enhance care experience, and lower care costs all at once. So at that time, we were really focusing on individual level support. As we dug deeper into the issue, it was very, very clear that there is a structural system level bottleneck which is the biggest providers of caregiver support, such as nonprofits or area agencies on aging, face tremendous challenges to scale their family caregiver support sustainably and equitably. So Sarah and I, we started to wonder, well, what if we had a rapid way to transform these community organizations who already have access to a wide network of caregivers into innovation hubs to scale their support for caregivers. That's why Project Formula not only focuses on caring for caregivers, but also caring for community organizations who care for caregivers. I love that. And in a nutshell, we run an innovation incubator and we offer three main things to community organizations, knowledge, technology-enabled tools, 
and partners so that community organizations can scale high quality, cost-effective care solutions. And Debbie, you asked me, you know, the three main goals. Number one, we want community organizations to be able to offer more high-quality, cost-effective care options for caregivers, patients, employers, companies, and healthcare payers. Number two, we also want to increase the innovation and scaling capacity of community organizations so that community organizations can meet the needs of the ever-changing care ecosystem sustainably and equitably. Number three, we also form a collaborative innovative network with community organizations to rapidly pump out and scale solutions that work for local caregivers and patients. So these are three of our main ambitious goals. Well, they are really ambitious, but I love them because we all know this area of caregiving is huge and there are so many aspects of it that need to be worked on simultaneously in order for us to solve the challenges in our society. So I'm really loving uh, what I'm hearing there, Venus. Thank you. So who would you say are the main beneficiaries of the program? Unlike many different companies who focus on individuals, we focus on the system. So the main direct beneficiaries of our approach are community organizations, such as AAAs, area agencies on aging, nonprofits that care for caregivers. But of course, you can imagine if community organizations get better, stronger, of course, caregivers, companies, healthcare payers in the same community will also benefit from high quality, innovative services from community organizations. Yes, yes, absolutely. What are the main elements of the pilot program? The incubator is a 90 day around three months process. It encompasses three main components, an idea cam, payer connection, and rapid prototyping. So here's how we're running the incubator. First of all, we use data. We love data. Uh, So we use data to identify potential early innovators or scalers in particular geographical locations. After that, we match community organizations together. These community organizations are potential early adopters, early innovators. And then we systematically share scientific knowledge with them, such as what exactly community organizations need to do to really support caregivers and enhance the care experience for caregivers and also improve the bottom line of self-insured employers. Then after finding out the community organizations and match them, we also share the targeted tools that can actually help them achieve the goal. For example, if community organizations want to really improve the engagement and support for family caregivers asynchronously, we'll then find the tech vendors to really bring technology to help them, let's say, scale individualized informational and emotional support at an affordable cost. After that, our team and some external experts will also help with rapid prototyping and setting up the solutions. 
because what we know is that um, community organizations, they have many, many great ideas. They have really deep expertise, but sometimes they may not have the right people to actually help them set up the solution and scale them. So we would also play that role as well. And at the end, community organizations will have improved or new caregiver solutions that meet the needs of caregivers, employers, and also health plans. One thing I do want to highlight is that at the very beginning of the incubator, during the incubator, and after the incubator, we talked to many local companies and health plans about their strategic priorities. Our really main goal is to help community organizations develop something that also meet the needs of companies and health plans so Mm -hmm. that those organizations can have more high quality options as well. Okay, that is so, so great. And it is going to take every one of us working from different uh, viewpoints to address the challenges again in this caregiving space. Um, Now, tell me how many pilots have you got running now, Venus? We just got started. So right now we're running one program, but in a few months we're thinking about starting one or two additional incubators, and we'll be starting recruiting very soon. So the first pilot is about two to three months long in total? Yes, around three months. So tell us about some of your learnings so far. There are three main learnings uh, from me and my team. And I did talk to my team too. I said, what did we learn so far? So number one, we recognize that community organizations, they actually can reach a lot of caregivers. Mm -hmm. So for example, one of our community partners, they supported more than 20,000 caregivers in varying capacity last year. And what it means is that these community organizations have a distribution channel to deliver support for caregivers and also for their loved one at home. So we think that this is just a very powerful underlooked distribution channel. Yes. Our number two learning is community organizations are willing to come together to innovate. Debbie, I have to tell you that so many people before we design our incubator told us that we should focus on individual community organizations once at a time Mm. because they may not want to work together and come together. But our team... We were so inspired by the work at the Institute for Healthcare Improvement and how they brought competing hospitals together to improve hospital safety. And we just felt like there are something bigger than us, something bigger than our own organizational goals. So that's why we decided to do collaborative innovation. We believe that collaborative innovation is the key to massively scale quality caregiver support. So when we talk to community organizations, we found out that actually many of them, they want to come together and work together, particularly around innovation. I see. We believe that when community organizations come together and work together on the same problem, scale similar solutions, this will actually lift the care experience for every single person in the community. So that's another uh, second big learning for us. What a great finding. Yeah, we we were really excited about that too. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And the last learning is 
the gap in supporting community organizations who care for caregivers and patients is really clear. At first, we we thought about it, but after talking to many, many health plans, community organizations, we do feel like this is the area of innovation. And to date, there are many, many solutions that aim to support caregivers directly or support health plan, but not a lot of solutions focuses on the biggest providers of caregiver support, which are community providers. So we we think that this is such a needed space for innovation. And we're so glad to be in this space. And we really want to continue to partner with more innovators to really support community organizations. Oh, it's such an exciting program, Venus. I really, really am excited about it for you. The ecosystem of caregiving in our society is so critical, as we all know, and involving all these different stakeholders, if you will, is is one of the ways forward. Uh, Bringing the objectives of your program together with the needs of our corporate listeners, how can companies benefit from the results of your program? Project Formula is designed with companies, especially self-insured companies in mind. So I think there are three things that are really relevant. Number one, employees. So let's be very realistic. Caregiver employees are everywhere. (laughs) They may not tell you that they're caregivers, but they are everywhere. Yes. So caregiver employees today, they already go to community organizations to access resources and support. This is happening already. Many of the caregiver support programs are actually funded either by government or by uh, philanthropists today. To companies' eyes, these are free resources. So if there is a way for companies to chip in a little bit and to build on the existing infrastructure, this way, we think that corporates and companies can actually maximize the, the impact of their resources to support as many caregiver employees as possible. So that means that we encourage companies to actually work with community organizations who already are supporting their caregiver employees and work with them, develop something that works for the company. That would be a big win-win for mm-hmm. both the company and the community organization. Uh, absolutely. And number two, bottom line. I, I understand it, how important it is to really think about bottom line for a self-insured company. My colleague and I, we did quite a lot of research around strategies that can actually support family caregivers and reduce healthcare costs at the same time. So the logic is pretty simple. If you can support family caregiver employees, this might not only reduce absenteeism or presenteeism, it may also reduce healthcare expenditure. And there are some particular strategies that can actually achieve that. And today, Many companies, they, not, they do not know about those strategies. So our plan is really to help community organizations build up their capacity to scale those strategies so that companies can just purchase them very easily. I see. The last thing I want to emphasize is employees, shareholders, and the market, they really care about sustainability and social responsibility right now. So... Caregiving is such a systemic issue, societal issue that is impacting employees and customers. 
like people would resonate if you talk about the caregiving issues. It's a win-win for your branding and also bottom line at the same time. Right, right. Oh, I just, I just love what you're doing, and and I'm sure that it's going to make a big contribution to the world of caregiving. So you can check out the show notes for the LinkedIn page uh, address for Venus's program and get further information on that. And I'd like to thank you so much for joining us today, Venus. I was so excited to hear about your program and how it's helping community-based organizations to leverage their experience and further how companies can ultimately benefit from the greater availability of those services in any given geographic area. It's definitely going to to take uh, all of us working together. We appreciate all the gems you've shared and all that you do in this landscape of supporting caregivers. As fellow advocates in improving the caregiving ecosystem for the better, we understand the huge challenge for companies, for society, and for governments worldwide. This is a challenge that requires long-term commitment and, frankly, inputs from many different perspectives, such as what we've heard today. Considering the magnitude of the challenge, we're asking each of our amazing guests to share one tip for our listeners. So, Venus, I'd like to ask you for your one tip. So, here's my tip. Community organizations are great innovative partners to scale family caregiver support. So now go and find your local community partners and scale family caregiver support with them. Okay, I love that. And it's a great it's a great point, Venus, that we already have many of the things we need if we could just help them scale. And, and that will that will help all caregivers and all companies. Thank you so much again for joining us, Venus. The world of caregiving in the workplace is definitely a better place with you in it. Together, we've got this. Thank you so much, Debbie. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. This is Debbie Howard. This is Tanya Krim. And I'm Jonathan Brody. We are the hosts of Caregiver Camps Podcast. Please feel free to share our podcast and consider joining us for new perspectives in creating more productive, caregiver-friendly workplaces. Come visit us at caregivercamps.com to learn more about how we can help your company. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time at Caregiver Camps Podcast.